0: So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. So as I roll into the intro of this episode, I just want to give a heads up to all the premium members of the surfcontinuum.com that we uploaded a new Koopcast episode to the podcast page titled 10 Surfer Instincts. That'll be released publicly to all podcast directories eventually, but in the meantime, it's only available to the members. About today's episode, though... So you might realize we do a lot of episodes on the nuances and the small details regarding catching waves. After all, that might be the most basic way to distill down into a sentence what a surfer does. Surfers catch waves. Which for us as teachers means, How to Catch Waves is a big chapter full of fundamental skills, principles, philosophies, etc. So surf lessons, quote unquote, ends up being one hell of a misnomer. What with 99% of lessons you sign yourself up for entail you being pushed into waves so you can stand up for your ride to the beach. But anyone who does the damn surf thing truly, whether well or poorly, knows you haven't really done it when you do it like that. Deep down, you probably know it too. One of the most essential skills a surfer has is the ability to catch waves. But when you really crack the code, you no longer have to try to catch them because they catch you. Let's discuss. Yeah, because I just wanted to do this one. I'm, I'm like editing the head up or head down episode and i'm just thinking about how people get all desperate and drop their head and just start going with all their might and furiously it's almost like it's almost like they just don't want the wave to win you know they just are like i can't let that get away even if you know deep down that it's really not a wave that should be caught you know even a great surfer in fact that's part of what makes a great surfer good is recognizing what waves really aren't worth your time and effort You know, not worth your position in the lineup. There's a lot of implications, actually, that come from, you know, catching waves or not catching them. Like sometimes you don't want to give up your position in the lineup when it's it's one of those days where you got to share and you have to let it go around the table before it comes back to you. Yeah. Is it really worth that little in between or wind chop wave? You know, wait for a better one. Meanwhile, you know, the beginner is just so desperate for another that they're just paddling halfway to the beach and basically losing their turn, you know? Right. People aren't keeping track if you got a good wave or not. They're just keeping track if you're out of the line or not. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, this whole idea of like, do, wa- do you catch waves or do waves catch you? Is a funny, fun way for me to, to talk about basically catching waves, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we see, you know, we just see everybody have all these different styles of catching waves, you know, and and we see most people struggling to catch waves and a very few that seem like have they've they've cracked the code, you know, with the with the the few points that we're going to cover here. So, let's get into it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, for obviously number 1, how could it not be this one? But paddling technique is the first criteria of catching waves well or, you know, letting waves catch you. And it's gonna be the kind of prerequisite for the next two aspects as well. It's not just your paddling technique that gets you into waves efficiently, effectively, but it's also required to be able to do the next two points. So it's like pretty much the foundation of it all, as we always say. Um, But there's a lot more to it as well, you know? And for me, it's not just about being a good paddler or being a strong paddler the sub characteristics of being a good paddler like for example your position on the board and being on that position where at the moment a wave starts lifting you you start pitching down into the wave and allowing
1: gravity to help you get in right not not fighting it or not being comfortable with that with that change of of position or, or angle of of your body just went from f- from flat on the water to slightly inverted right and, and like lo- pitched down yeah and a lot of people's psyche just says like no no this is wrong right right and they it's on stop paddling or something like you know oftentimes they stop paddling and like oh let me just jump to my feet and hopefully i get right. lucky and and i get caught by the wave right right or you know we're we're like yes that's the feeling that you want you know they're actually you have timed it and you have gotten your board to not do that that teeter-totter back you know am i in am i out it's like oh i'm in because my board is is angled angled down the face a little bit which is right what, what you need right a lot of
0: people respond to that the inexperienced response to it is there's a few maybe like you said jump to the feet like they're antsy to get to their feet and just you know get that part over with which of course we know most cases when you start pitching down you still have a few strokes left before you're actually fully in the wave Uh, and then even you know even still there's the just push away from it you know like grab the board and push back. Right, You know, and kind of resist, basically resist catching the wave, you know, and, and, and not like stop the process, sabotage yep. what's happening. And it it also kind of reminds me of how people get stirred or like kind of uh, like uh, uncomfortable with a boat, like a sailboat that starts healing over. Mm-hmm. Like as the wind starts to lift and, and the boat heals over, if you're not familiar, if you're not aware of how a boat works, you like brace you grab on you know you feel like you're getting pitched over right when it really like that's what happens when the boat accelerates that's an exciting feeling to an experienced sailor or an experience not much like you don't have to be some expert just done, done it a few times you know after you catch a waves a little bit you start to realize like oh what I'm looking for is that pitched down you know commit committed to the face feeling basically you're on your way to nose diving if you do nothing else
1: right yeah, that that reminds me of like being on the back of a motorcycle or something. Like the first few times I was on the back of somebody's motorcycle, and they were like leaning into a turn, and I was like, "Oh, uh, what do I do? Do I am I supposed to stay straight up?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're leaning, I'm staying straight up. They're like, "Dude, you gotta lean with me." You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that is so awkward. Like trying <laughs> to counterbalance, it's like no, you gotta go with it. You gotta go with it. Don't fight the feeling. Go with it. Right. That's that's it
0: right there. Don't fight the feeling. You know, the whole idea of catching a wave is is to like commit to the face, commit to the slope and start heading down it. The sooner, the better, really. You know, the more you resist it, the more you try to, you know. So, okay, another another kind of thing we see is people positioning themselves too far back on their board in a direct response to this, knowing like, oh, when the wave lifts me, my nose goes down. So I better move back and keep the nose up and keep paddling, you know? So, because they wanna, I guess in their head, their logic is drop into the wave flat, you know, control the pitch of their board. But what happens is of course, they don't catch the wave as soon as they should, but because they're paddling so furiously to stay with the wave, the wave continues developing under them. They are staying with the wave, but not fully getting into it. So then you're just kind of getting yourself you're positioning yourself right up there in the lip as it develops and in some cases getting yourself pitched and it's way worse than just catching it
1: early and even nose diving. Right. Absolutely. We see we see this a lot, you know. That's 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 what I'm seeing across the board like, you know, on these good days of swell when and especially when the wave height goes up a little bit more. And they're really worried about poking the nose and going down and they're trying to keep the board flat and there's wind involved now and it's just like everything is exponentially worse and we're just seeing so many people just not not committing to the wave completely and as they start getting drawn up the face they either they do all the things that we were just talking about and it's this constant getting sucked up to the top of the wave and that that puts you sets you up for what's happening to all these people they like they get sucked up to the face maybe they get to their feet and then it's like it's like a roller coaster drop, you know. It's yeah, not yeah. a smooth at best. at best, you know. And <laughs> and it's straight down and straight down into the trough, and then the the wave rolls off without them. And then it's just like one after another down the line, you know. Like I was out of church today, and that's just what's happening. Boom, boom, boom down the line. Like it, they people should be dropping in on these people because they're getting held up in the lip, and they're gonna make that. Roller coaster drop down into the trough and then they're gonna get stuck there and they're gonna get stuck behind a section. But it, it, it's just kinda crazy to see it happen one after another after another. And it's like, uh, you know, you guys gotta pick up on this and you gotta, a, again, like Coach Chris and I, when we feel that feeling, it's like, that's the aha moment, like, yes! You know, it feels so good to f- feel your board pitch down and feel, and then, you know, we're not, we're not keeping our board straight with our, with, we're tilting the board over and putting the board at this angle. And all of a sudden our board, our rail is starting to sync up with the wave face and it just feels really good. You know, it Mm. feels like a buttery smooth, like that's how it should feel. You know, it, it all feels right in the world, you know, when that happens. So, you know, just start, start trusting it a little bit more start leaning into that you know not putting your head down but leaning into it and and putting your board on an angle um you know that's that's the magic fix to these late drops or these or these steeper drops or you know when you're starting to do what we've been talking about for a long time which is choose the wave commit to it earlier and then just fully commit you know like yeah. don't keep staying committed yeah don't keep going oh yes this is a good one. Oh no oh i'm a little too deep oh my nose just poked a tiny bit it's just like right. all systems go you've already chosen the wave and right, give right, it here right. give it your best right there's like there's a bit of merit to that anyway too you know like there's
0: been plenty of times where you're spinning for a wave and you're going because you know the 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 group's watching the friends are watching and they're hooting for you to go and you're already like i think i'm a little late here but they all saw you committed you have to go now and the merits in just the full-on commitment even if you get pitched you know and it's always better when you fully commit than if you half commit or commit at first and then start pulling back you know that's when things really go wrong and, and get gnarly but if you fully commit at least you're putting yourself in a position where the wipeout is so much less horrendous, right. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I'm I've been thinking so much about this stuff because, well, obviously, because we're teaching every day and we're just, we really care. We want to really figure out the mechanics of all this stuff for people and help them understand what they need to do, which is basically we're finding against all normal instincts. You know, you have to relearn or, or just unlearn everything you think, you know, and, and, rewrite the code but when you're catching a wave even before you're putting it on rail you're kind of starting to like point a different direction as the wave lifts you and then as the acceleration comes and i'm only talking about a small window like probably one second long you know you go from like pointing it a little like changing the direction of where you paddle and then starting to lean to put it on rail just those little pieces are is what makes the flow of the takeoff so smooth Mm -hmm. you know like it's not we just did a member video on this like takeoff angle versus radius it's so much more dynamic you don't just pick an angle pick a direction and paddle that way until you catch the wave and then set your rail you're paddling for a wave and then it's starting to lift you so you kind of change your direction a little bit and then you start to set your rail there's like there's a lot of things happening in such a small moment, you know, and, it, and it's only going to happen well for you if you commit fully to it and just try and mess up a bunch first. You know, you can't, we say this too a lot, like be willing to fall. You can't go out there and try to do these things and try not to fall at the same time. You know, it just won't happen for you. It, you got to throw yourself fully into it. Uh, And you you made a good point, too, about like, basically, you know, all of it was talking about position on the board, but then paddling technique is also having good form and having that head up, not letting yourself drop and spill your core and spread out because the nuance of being able to control your board as it's getting lifted by a wave comes from having a really consolidated and focused core on the board, creating that ball joint that you can roll around on and, and make the board make subtle little changes. And something I'm realizing is it's not very conscious, like you don't actually have to consciously think to yourself like, oh, I need to lean a little on my, the right side of my core or the left. You just need to make your core that shape, you know, like firm and round by lifting your head, chest, keeping your legs together and all those things that make your core like a nice, firm, kind of rounded ball joint. And then instinct will take over you know like as a wave starts lifting you one way or the other and and, or you sense a direction you need to head you're gonna do that you know by looking and seeing and all you need to do is just keep the form you know keep the head up keep keep the legs together and and the rest kind of trust you know and then your body will learn without again without you consciously trying to learn it what it needs to do in the scenario of being pitched down on a wave you know getting lifted accelerating your body will
1: start to get more proficient at responding to that feeling. Absolutely, that's that's your practice, peeps, is like above any all else is like, well, f- first of all, is continue, continuing to paddle through that uncomfortable zone. You know, mm-hmm. again, there's these tons of people who just keep doing the same thing. They start paddling, then they get, Frantic paddling and then they just stop, you know, and like grab onto the board or do something like that Whereas we're we're realizing For one your last few paddles need to be the strongest and if you keep doing this Then we want you to push through that and even start going the uh, the other way which is paddling even too many strokes you're like right, into right. the wave and you're like you've caught the wave and you're still taking a couple more strokes like that's what we want you to do right um, that i'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you but that that totally reminds me of something you
0: say all the time about clawing your way down the line when you're super deep you know when you're like really deep on a, on a wave or you can sense that it's going to run off instead of jumping to your feet and getting hung up behind the section Like, again, you're not just paddling down the face over paddling it. You're changing your direction while you're catching the wave as you're sensing that it's gonna run off and basically almost pointing down the line already, but still paddling and clawing your way and creating speed with paddles to like get a head start on what you're gonna need to do next, which is run that line. So it's like, it's really valid, like the way you just said it there and you've said it before in the past about just like paddling over, over paddling to make sure you're fully getting into waves and then making sections in in situations where you're deep.
1: So, So back to it was continuously paddling if you keep falling out of waves and keep missing waves and then just focusing on holding good paddling form no matter what throughout that whole catching of the wave and just see what a huge difference because just like coach was saying, that's the only way all those natural instincts and the natural finding the right angle and setting your rail as you're dropping in is gonna happen is if you have that good paddling form so those are your two things that you have to start doing and you have to start like again the way that we started where we're tweaking our teaching is if you don't do it just stop and start over again
0: right right if if just stop yeah it's not going to go well
1: yeah if you paddle and then you stop and freeze just sit up on your board and just say i didn't i didn't nail it that time let me go set up again and then you won't be doing that every time you'll be paddling too many strokes okay now go to holding good form as soon as your head drops down and your vision goes black and you're not seeing anything sit up on your board and say i didn't hold good paddling form and that's what the coaches are asking me to do and i trust them so i'm i'm going to start all over again and that's how it's gonna you'll do it so many times and you'll just be like so frustrated with yourself that you'll you'll insist on it
0: right right all right so let's move on to point number two which is founded upon point one which is your timing timing a wave you know something that really great surfers do when or really great wave catchers um, which I guess in my book kind of makes someone a great surfer yeah, uh, is is time waves really well and and just for just for like clarity let's let's tell everybody how we feel or what we consider timing versus positioning because in my head catching a wave is like being on this graph an XY graph you know and there's the in and out from the horizon to the beach, you know the direction the wave travels, as as a pulse of energy, yep. And then the position of the peak along that pulse, along that line of the wave. And one thing I really liked that got me thinking and kind of developing this thought was when we did that episode with Dion, um, of Kanata Surf Club. He's such a philosophical guy. In fact, he he did his <clears throat> like philosophical dissertation whatever master in school and like surf education something like that is like super advanced thoughtful dude but he had said it simply at one point like oh well timing and positioning is one thing He was in the middle of explaining something and saying timing and positioning. he's like but it's one it's the same thing and I got all hung up on that I'm like huh he's right like because the timing it takes you to get to your position for because for me it was two different topics you know like timing or position but the time to get to a position takes you a certain time, you know, and and, and vice versa, like you're on this plane, you know, in the ocean, and, and to get to the peak has to take a timing and to move your way in towards the beach at the right pace of the pulse of the energy developing and to slide down the slope of it appropriately is going to take a certain timing. Anyway, I just, <laughs> for me, that's a fascinating concept, and I still haven't fully feel like I fully wrap my head around it but I think it's worth clarifying about what we're kind of you know thinking about with these things and in terms of timing for me it's just something that we're always like learning especially for me in bigger waves like when I I get a little outside of my comfort zone is when my timing starts to fail a little bit Mm -hmm. you know I start to do the same thing I feel like my students you know like you see a, a wave coming and you're like uh, okay it's not time yet. And then you're like, okay, now it's time. And you start paddling and you fully missed it. You like really by a lot, right. roll off the back and you're like, oh wow, I should have gotten paddling for that when it first popped up on me and I, and I was really scared of it.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, the, the whole timing in and, in and out. And, and that's something that we're, we're seeing is really difficult for, for people. I think it, it's a lot of it comes from their paddling technique and their paddling stamina that the, you know they're just like they only have a certain amount of gas in the tank you know so they're really <laughs> like uh, when when do I use it when do I use it whereas you and I are able to like kind of sustain and and know that we have enough gas in the tank to do you know what whatever it's gonna take to actually catch this wave but most of the time we're we're seeing people failing and turning on the gas too too early Getting their pace going, you know, getting frantic and moving around, and not having like these calm, cool, um, efficient strokes. And then by the time the wave is actually on them, their their timing is off, and they don't have those last few strokes that they need to actually enter the wave with with speed. So that's that's the timing error that we're seeing most of the time with beginners. Um, Right,
0: right. And and one of the things. So because. Timing and our third point positioning are so one and the same thing, we may as well talk about them together. But one of the ways I've realized, like being able to maintain that calm and well paced, um, like paddling and, and timing, is by recognizing early that a wave may, not definitely, may be a good wave. And starting to make this horizontal approach towards what you've determined to be the best the more developed part of it or the part that's going to develop first. Right. You know, we often call that the peak. It doesn't always look peaky, but we kind of like generically refer to that as the peak, you know, even though some waves like say a point break and a long interval swell never really has this peak per se, but it does have a point on that line that's going to develop sooner than the rest of it. Right. And that's like what you're targeting. And so, you know, if you're wide of that, you're far away from that, you you early enough you start so again timing and positioning one and the same like early enough recognizing that you're not quite lined up with that developing part of the wave the part that's going to develop you know and be caught easiest so you need to start making an approach to that targeted section of the wave and there's you know there is this ability to be able to be calm and relaxed about that approach rather than what we see a lot and it kind of surprises me. Well, not anymore, but is like how people just sit and watch waves close in on them. Right. And then in the last moment, turn. And now timing's off in terms of moving in towards the beach and and getting on par of momentum with the the pulse. But also position is off because you looked at the peak over there, you know, say 10, 20 yards to your left or right and didn't make an approach to it. And now you're just turning 180 degrees and paddling for this line of wave that isn't developed much behind you so both timing and position are kind of off and that's where you see a lot of the desperation come in like the pulse hits them yeah there's a little bit of something to feel like a wave is, a, is gotten to your tail and starting to lift you not nearly enough to catch you so you try to catch the wave that's this whole topic you know do you catch waves or do waves catch you and and being able to let waves catch you is a matter of having good paddling technique to well time and position yourself before them and when you have those three criteria in place you're able to early enough make an approach to a good position and with the good form and with good position on your board allow that wave to lift you up where it's developed enough to do so and let you just slide right in and really theoretically the paddling should only be necessary in the most ideal scenario before the wave gets to you once the wave gets to you, actually, if you're well positioned, well timed, and in the right spot of your board, you don't have to paddle to catch it. Right. You know, you can just go from sitting to lying down on your board, and that in and itself
1: is enough to just slide right into it. That's that no paddle takeoff you see your coach is doing all around you, and you're like, "What the fuck? I can't even <laughs> catch a wave out here. I'm putting, I'm using all my gas. I still can't catch the wave." But that's that's what we want you doing, peeps. Is like just training yourself go towards the peak go towards the more developed part of the wave just start doing it you know that's why you you see the surfers who are catching waves they're tracking waves they're going to it that it's just the most rare thing in surfing ever that a wave ends up right you know right on your front door and you don't have to do anything as far as positioning and timing to to get the wave so Just just start doing that as soon as you see a little blip on the radar Start, you know work on your timing start doing doing the early work You know just making sure that your board is is turned and in the direction where you want to go and and start Sniffing out just seeing if this wave actually does end up developing It's not as soon as it pops up Yes, that's a good one, and I'm going for it. It's get starting to mosey on over to it and see if it actually is, and that's that's so that you're you're moving towards it, you're doing the preliminary work, and start working on what I was talking about, saving something in the tank and not rushing over to it, but right. moseying on over it with good paddling technique, with your head and your chest up, looking just just being so focused on the wave and how it's developing and reading it and getting to know it so that when when it's time and as as it's approaching you and you're doing all that little work if all the pieces come together then your last your last little bit of energy is spent usually you know not in vain and and getting into that wave instead of just sitting there off to the shoulder and saying, like, right at the last minute, oh, finally, nobody's going for this wave. Let me spin around and and gas myself out trying to get this wave. And it's so difficult to catch these waves because most of you guys are way out on the shoulder. Right, right. The Somebody said
0: to me the other day, like, wow, you catch pretty much every wave you paddle for. And this, this whole topic was in my head. And I was like, actually, I don't. Not even close, because you don't realize all this lateral paddling I'm doing is for waves, yep. sort of. Like I'm going and checking out waves all the time and you don't even realize it because you don't see me apply myself the way you apply yourself to get waves. right? Without recognizing if they're good or not because these horizontal approaches to waves and not, they don't have to be parallel to the beach, but to some degree or another, they are on a, a horizontal plane towards peaks, positioning ourselves in front of what we think may be a peak. But when you make an approach like that, for one, you can see the wave so much easier. And then for two, it because you can see it so much easier, you know if it's even worth turning yourself towards the beach once you get there and actually paddling for it. So like, yeah, like I when I when I decide I'm going for the wave, yes, I catch it because I I can see that it's a wave worth paddling for. Right. But a lot of the times what you're not realizing is I'm paddling for waves all over the place left and right and deciding nah not worth it and keeping my position on the outside. Um, That's what I was referencing
1: sorry that's what I was referencing towards sniffing it out like we're just sniffing it out over here oh maybe this is gonna be one let me turn I see this little inside wave nobody's paddling for let me just slowly calmly kind of turn around and start moving towards the beach oh it actually feels the bottom and stands up boom i'm going most of the time it's not going to and there's there's nothing nothing lost nothing gained there but you're giving yourself more all a lot more chances there right 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 well i think we just about covered that one coach right on coach really really dug this one um it's good timing. There's a lot of a lot of beginner surfers out there. It's summertime. There's little waves everywhere. Again, start practicing these things on all these days that are super small, and you don't have to worry about poking the nose and getting jacked over the falls on the on the you know pumping south swell of the summer or whatever. You know, go do it on yeah. the days where there's nobody around, it's on shore, and start training these things into yourself so that on the day you you will be one of those surfers catching waves effortlessly.
0: Right, good point coach. This is not something to go you know waiting for surfline to be calling four to six foot and green as they put it
1: conditions. <laughs> Look for one to two and pour. That's your day (laughs) Right on coach always good rapping with you. Thanks for supporting peeps
0: You you